Okay. Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear. I'm your host, Scott McNally, here today, as usual, with Skip Hill and Andrew Barry. Now, I usually say something like, uh, you know, we, that we've been training. So you change it around a little bit. We, we, we're training, what, over 20 years, and Andrew's been training 14 years, and I'm right behind him with 13 years. <laughs> I got it pretty Even close, right? right that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty really good. Good. <laughs> it was pretty good. I think you nailed it. That's good. Yeah, and, and, and I also like to add, that uh, with all the experience that we have, I mean, obviously, this is what we all do full time uh, as coaches, but we are here today to freely help educate you guys so you guys can get the most out of this sport and stay safe in the process. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Check out the new flavor marshmallow treat. Skip's going to order 15 pounds. Literally, are you going to order 15 pounds of marshmallow treat next time you, you place Yeah, and then I'm going to get five pounds of cookie butter because I've heard from a lot of my clients that that's real good. And that's one of the few I think that I haven't tried yet. Victoria tried uh, the cookie butter. She just told me that that was really good. Okay. And also, um, she wasn't a fan of marshmallow treat on its own, but then really? she mixed it with chocolate. Mm-hmm. In the pea, and she does pea protein, and she liked that a lot. I myself, I started up on the marshmallow treat team skip, and I like it. I, I think the different proteins take you know the the flavor is a little bit different with each protein. So I'm I'm a fan. Use our code think for some additional savings over there. Uh, if you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. You can get great deals. In fact, blowout deals, closeout uh, products, label changes, overstock, all of that. Also, we're brought to you guys by Patreon. That means we're brought to you by you, everybody who's uh, willing to help contribute to the show. I appreciate you guys very much. Uh, And if you are new here, guys, we do these shows all the time and we're legit doing everything we can to help you guys. Like if you listen to this stuff, you really could do your coaching on your own. Seriously, you you really could. Um, You just have to listen. Better if you hired one of us. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but you really could. You could figure out a lot of stuff. So make sure you tune in to all our shows because that's what we're here for is to help help you guys do the best you can. Guys, we have a ton of freaking questions today, like a legit ton. I don't think we're going to be able to get through all of them flat out. Just got to say that. What's going on? I'm enjoying crunchy almond butter. Now, I don't know. If you guys have crunchy almond butter, I get it from Target. I can't stand creamy peanut butter, creamy almond butter. It has to be crunchy. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I think that sometimes these little, oh, train's coming through. (laughs) These little things, these little gems, I think they're important. Does Does it create more progress? No, it just tastes better. Ha. Was this you speeding the show up, Skip, and getting to the question? No, this is me <laughs> slowing it down. <laughs> like, I was like, I thought you said we were rapid firing today. <laughs> About halfway through, I was like, uh, this, what I'm saying right here has absolutely no value at all. <laughs> but you just I, like, I, you're like, you I, just, I, but it was too late. Yeah. You had to ride it I out. Went, yeah, I went with it. I got all something right. to value. Well, yeah, I got something to value. I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our listeners, uh, Jimmy Leone. He reached out to me uh, maybe four or five weeks ago. Didn't want to start coaching or anything, just wanted a little bit of advice. He'd been listening to our shows for a while and picked up a lot of good stuff. And we just threw, you know, I threw a couple of ideas at him. He put on like, I want to say like eight solid pounds, same exact condition. Hell and yeah. he's like currently 12 weeks out from a show. And he's like looking like he's like six, seven weeks out. So just want to give him a shout out and uh, thanks for listening and keep the questions coming, Jimmy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jimmy. All right. I'll dive right in here. We got a bunch of stuff. Like I said, Pooh, question for the next show. 
coming off a cut cycle into a real TRT cruise. I like the way he mentioned that it was real um, versus like, you know, a 400 test. Uh, should I aim for maintenance calories to start or uh, or slow or start a slow climb of calories in gym performance? Basically cruise and then bulk on cycle or start the lean bulk on TRT right away. You want me to take it? Or you take it. I got a mouthful of peanut butter. I figured, yeah. <laughs> you look sticky. Uh, all right. So I think we, we've we've already gone over this in the past. I think we all agree that you don't want to cut your calories while also pulling PEDs out immediately. I think personally, the variable to change there is your training frequency, hmm. because looking at what what gear does for us, right, it increases muscle protein synthesis. Well, you're you're basically removing some of the muscle protein synthesis machinery in terms of. Uh, pulling back to uh, true TRT dosing. So in my mind, I want to make sure recovery is going to stay as well as it can and pull training back. And what that means to me is if you're training five days a week, you're going to pull it to four days a week for a little while until your recovery catches up. In terms of nutrition, I would keep your nutrition almost exactly the same for at least three, four weeks and then determine, hey, am I getting a little soft? Am I losing insulin sensitivity? Can I start pushing calories again? And I think the big thing a lot of people take away or or a lot of people go into this mindset of when they're cruising, they're not progressing. Hmm. You are absolutely able to progress. It's just probably at a slightly slower rate. I think we put a little too much stock into gear in terms of a driver of growth when uh, proper training, proper rest and proper nutrition should be, you know, the three pillars that we really focus on. Yeah. Go with that. Skip, you done eating? Almost. I have one more, but the thing is, I don't have anything to add to that. The only well, actually, I did have a question. We did say, should he aim because he's coming off of a cut? Should he aim for maintenance calories? Basically, saying, should I increase the calories or should I slowly climb from the cut calories? So, depending on where you are and how depleted you are coming out of a cut cycle, you know, we can assume okay, maybe it's a prep or maybe it's just a regular cut cycle where you didn't do a show. But there's a level of depletion there that if you do come out of that depleted, there is the possibility that you could. And I agree with everything you're saying, Andrew. I'm just trying to dig in a little bit further and basically wonder if he was really restricted, there could be a 20 to 30% increase in calories right off the bat coming off as kind of that rebound. But you got to be careful when you do that because then again, if you overshoot that, then you're going to be, you're going to find, I always use this, analogy that you're you're always getting bigger you're growing everything's going great and then one morning you wake up and you're fat it's just that one morning it's not an accumulation of the days it's that well now i'm fat so you do have to be careful with that but there is that chance that opportunity you could increase a percentage coming off so uh, there's there's really no right or wrong answer here in the sense that everybody's going to be a little bit different i like a slow climb uh but i think what i the reason i bring it up is just because andrew when you said to keep everything the same it could be in in some situations where those calories might be too low, shifting mm-hmm. to a TRT phase. So, I, I, and I don't know. I, well, the only reason I kind of answered the way I did was I read it as a cut cycle, and I, I interpreted a cut cycle as using like Tranamasteron versus maybe some of the other uh, volumizing growth, um, you know, AAS that we talk about. Not necessarily like a, a super strict mm, diet, but gotcha. But, but okay. you, you get what I'm saying? Not like a prep situation, basically. Right. Okay. Or if it's right. a prep situation, I I definitely would 100% agree. Get those calories going. Yep. Yeah. Use that as your driver. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Just start firing them off one after the next. 
And by the way, guys, if you want to take part in the next show, then comment below. Uh, you just comment everything on YouTube. We take questions from the latest episode when we record the next one. Uh, he says, question for the podcast. I've noticed a trend that I feel stronger and lift my heaviest when cruising in between cycles. Is this normal? I've hit all my PRs after I've been on just TRT. Last bulk cycle was 750 test, 500 deca, 50 anadrol per in the 50 anadrol per day, I guess. Because he said per week, but I think he means per, per day. Uh, I gained size, but strength went down. Depends well, how long after he discontinued his cycle did he hit like those PRs, I guess. Because it's not like, okay, Thursday I took my last cycle, you know, shot. And stare in your your doses or your levels of testosterone and what and androgens go down to baseline. Like depending on the esters you're using, you know you could have higher level, uh, higher than super physiological uh, doses or levels for multiple multiple weeks afterwards. So, but um, I also do think that there is something about toxicity with drugs and I was just that too. Yeah, and you guys probably notice this too. Like as soon as you go off of a heavier cycle back to cruising, your appetite picks up again. Yep. Sleep gets better. Like all those little things that you kind of take for granted because growth is just your main, you know, driver of <clears throat> taking your attention. Um, you start to realize, oh, like I was, I was literally like barely getting hungry before my next meal again. Whereas when you're cruising, you might notice like, oh, I can eat every two to two and a half hours versus every three. Little things like that, I think, um, go a long way. I'll throw one more thing in there, and I completely agree with you. The other thing is, too, is if he is switching his diet by pulling back calories when he comes off, that's an insulin sensitivity issue. And even mm -hmm. though you may not have as many calories, because we tend to push more calories and eat more food when we're on cycle, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's also bogging the system down, and insulin sensitivity could be compromised while you're on cycle. I will say this, ideally, I mean, the truth really is, is, you should be doing most of your growing and progressing while you're on cycle, not after. So there is something there that's just a little out of whack. Always good to grow on TRT. Don't get me wrong. Well, he said those he did his most growth. He did. He gains his most size when he's on cycle, but he, his strength just isn't at those peak levels. Oh, so okay. that's why I guess right. I'm thinking maybe it's a toxicity thing or um, here's the other. Okay, here's another thing that came to my mind especially when you're using anadrol, maybe he's not eating nearly as much as he is mm -hmm. when he's yep, cruising. Right. So, you know, cause anadrol, like for me, I, I, yeah. I think after 10 days, your appetite just gets shot on anadrol yeah. personally, 50 to hundred megs. So maybe he subconsciously, whether he realizes it or not, is not eating nearly as much as he is. And he's getting a, an aesthetic effect of growth because anadrol can make you look like you're 10 pounds bigger within you know a week or so. But then he's actually consuming more calories, fueling more growth, uh, fueling more strength and, and whatnot um, in his cruise cycles. Take that other take that cycle again and don't use the anadrol. See yeah. if you don't fare better that way. And it's funny because when we do that, we don't have the appetite. We're not eating it typically eating as much food, and we're okay with the fact mm -hmm. that things seem to be going very well. I have these ridiculous mm -hmm. pumps and yeah. workouts are great. So mm -hmm. I've had guys that I've worked with that have come to me and that they've run one guy I'm thinking of in particular who just just in this last year we started working together and he was like, hey, I, I want to stop using gear now because I just have had really bad experiences with it, you know, and I was like, OK, you know, that's fine, man. You can do anything you want. I support that. Right. And we went to just a low like and he wanted to go to like just cruise TRT. So we went to like real TRT. 
And then after a while, he was like, hey, man, you know, I'd like to try something. But, you know, I, I've always had these bad experiences. So we, everything was going great at this point because, like you guys are saying, you know, we got the nutrition going correctly. We figured out how to get him training and, and progressing. And then we just added in a little bit. You know what I mean? It, we added in a little bit. I feel like I've done that before myself where, mm-hmm. you know, things just kind of get out of hand. And you, 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 if you're focusing on the drugs and you're and, and you're not you're not really focusing on your body anymore and, and it gets away from you. But I think that if he gets in that position where he's feeling really good, then I think the way he could tell if his cycle is successful is. Can you keep that? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. add in a little bit next time you cycle. It doesn't have to be like, let's go on, you know, throw it all in. What if he's on like 150 test right now? What if he goes to like 350 test? What will mm-hmm. happen then? You know, does that make your strength lower and make you feel like shit or, you know, something like that? Because you could still I feel like you could still possibly grow better on a really low dose cycle like that. If you're feeling good and you're strong, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think? I can't disagree with that one bit. All right. 37 questions left, guys. We're going to get through these. Um, Let's see. Question or topic for the next show. During an off-season, when is it time to do a mini-cut or slow down on calorie intake? Um, How long is a mini-cut for? And what are we looking for in this phase? Insulin sensitivity. I mean, yep. I I almost just like to refer it more as refer refer to it as insulin sensitivity, even versus a, a mini cut. Mini cut means you just to me it means you want to get leaner, yeah. and a mini cut really necessarily really shouldn't be about getting leaner. It should be about the fact that your gains are slowing down, you're pushing food, and you almost are really kind of plateaued. So yeah, I'll throw out the arbitrary number three, three to four weeks. I mean, I mean, it could be two to three, it could be five to six. It, it doesn't. I don't think it needs to be a long time. But you're just increasing insulin sensitivity, and when you do that, sometimes, and this is why, when people sometimes go into cut phases, they start to grow because the insulin yep. sensitivity is so much better. <clears throat> yep. Scott Stevenson had a good point about that last question. He said uh, it could be that he's training too much on cycle. You know. Yeah, I guess we didn't even talk about the training frequency or volume. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I could see that. He thinks many, of everything. How many times are you in the gym and you're on cycle and you're like, oh, yeah, man, I want to do more sets, you know? Yeah, I think people just don't want to waste, you know, their gains. They don't want to waste the gear. Yeah. One of the most annoying things I hear from me or, for, you know, from, from not so much anymore because I think the people I hang out with. But, you know, when you're younger and people are like, oh, I can't wait to start my cycle and start growing again. Like, like yeah. they're counting down the days for like three weeks, two weeks, one weeks. And it's like, well, why aren't you trying to set up your program to grow right now? You know, right. unless you're recovering from an injury or you're repairing digestion or whatever else is going on. But if I think too many people think of the cruise periods as like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lose everything. I'm going to deflate. I'm going to shrivel, you know, yeah. and they, they just don't put enough stock into, you know, like I look at this like natural bodybuilders still improve, you know, over the course of their careers, you know, like without any PEDs. So why can't we do this when you're when you're assisted, you know, half the year? Yeah. Yeah. Especially for guys that are going to like a TRT dose, you know, exactly. It's like you're hundred percent supported still. There's no reason that you can't still be growing. Yeah. Like Ladies you're still putting yourself. I give you Mr. Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, one other thing I want to add about the insulin sensitivity thing was, um, you know, 
because we put a time limit or, you know, you, you threw out like three, four weeks, maybe six weeks or something. I think it doesn't necessarily even have to be that long because if you have someone testing their glucose uh, regularly with check-ins and when I'm actually doing like a insulin resensitiz- uh, resensitization phase, there's a word for you. I have them tested every single day and compile all that information and send it over to me every week. So then I can see, okay, are we trending the right direction versus just that one time a week? Because who knows, maybe they had their free meal the night before, maybe they, they didn't get as much sleep the night before. I want to see like a good seven, 10, 15 days worth to determine, Hey, are we doing the right thing? Are we getting you into that insulin sensitivity type uh, a phase that we're looking for? And that time period should be open. I mean, exactly. you don't want to say, I'm well, I'm going to do it for four weeks. Or I'm going to do it for three weeks. Yeah. If you're progressing on it, shit, ride it. Mama said yeah. you don't fix what ain't broke. Yeah. yeah. And it depends too on, I think how aggressive you get with that mini cut. Like how hard mm-hmm. are you pulling out mm-hmm. the gate? Are you just removing mm-hmm. a half cup of rice and seeing what happens? Because it might take a little bit longer than, you know, three yeah. weeks then. Yeah, for sure. Um, a comment from comfy sweats on the last episode says, uh, Scott convinced me to buy an air fryer after watching him get, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I bought this legendary foods pastry it, it was so good. It's it's like a little protein pastry from Vitamin Shop, and mm-hmm. uh, she must they must have seen me on uh, I, I, on uh, Instagram uh, cooking this thing up in the, in the the air fryer. Why do you assume that it's a female? I think I know who this is. Okay, because th- I think sweats I do. Could still be a guy. Yeah, I think I know who this is. I could be wrong. All right, but it, it might be one of Victoria's clients. I need verification on this. I actually asked her last night if if the she watches on YouTube and comments. Anyway, and Skip convinced me to buy a sissy squat machine uh, for the home gym. Good thing uh, all of this unbeatable content is free because their comfy sweats is paying a lot of money for all this shit. Dude, we should have had like codes for that stuff, you know, buy the sissy squat machine. We love free though. (laughs) Bill's in the mail. (laughs) We, We actually bought an air fryer the other day too. Did you? Which, what yeah. kind did you get? I don't know. Ninja something or other. Yeah. Uh, it's the one that like you can tilt up and like push against the wall. It's got oh. this oh, it like axis. Half, half of your counter space. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it takes up this much, <laughs> but then you can flip it up and it goes, you know, right up perpendicular against the wall. Um, I don't know, 150 bucks or something. It was, it was a decent one. So we, we made sweet potato fries last night. They're amazing, aren't they? Yeah, they're good. All right. Austin has one for us. Question for the show. Uh, do you guys think cruising on 300 to 400 milligrams of test for a few years between blasts is feasible as long as blood pressure and blood markers are in range? First off, that's not really a cruise. That's a cycle. Right. I want yeah. to point that out. Yeah. And secondarily, if you can stay healthy on that, then then I don't see why not, but I don't, the majority of people I know in the blood work I see, they're, they're going to see some things like RBC, hematocrit's going to go up. HDL is going to go down. Um, you know, you're going to see a few things. You're going to see a little bit of red on your blood work, I think. Uh, yeah. And I think it's age related to uh, a little bit, not straight across the board, but the older my clients get, the older I got, I could not get away with it. I could run cycles. I mean, I ran a cycle for three and a half years and it was not 400 milligram 
uh, and did not have markers out of range. Some people, when they're younger, the body is far more resilient. I always say it's like drinking and being able to train the next day. When you're 25, you can drink, <laughs> go tie one on. The next day, you come in and you can have a pretty damn good workout. These days, if I did that, I couldn't train for three days because I would feel like death. Mm-hmm. So the body's a little bit more resilient when you're younger. But those blood markers, I agree with you. I think it's a personal decision, really. If your blood markers, because I think we can all agree, the blood markers don't, that doesn't mean that everything is perfect, but it gives you a pretty good indication that, well, shit, if you're in range, and that's how I always justify it. I'm like, well, I mean, shit, if I'm running high normal on these and I've been on for this long, shit, I'm going to ride it. So it, <laughs> yeah. it, I think it's a personal decision. We won't sit there, I don't think, and condone it. But yet at the same time, if you feel comfortable doing that, then go for it. Yeah. I remember I ran my test at 300 milligrams, 300 milligram cruise for an extended time. All I got out of it was high hematocrit that was like impossible to get down. And I feel like that's honestly one of the reasons that in the last couple of years, so many people have been interested in finding things like IP6, inositol. How can I get my hematocrit to come down? All these guys, they're in their 20s, but they're all having issues with hematocrit. And the reason they are is because they, they aren't coming down low enough on their cruise doses or they're staying on cycle too long. Dante made a post about this the other day. I don't know if you guys saw it on Instagram. You guys know what I'm talking about? Nope. It was kind of another public lashing, I guess, you know, in terms of just being frivolous with the compounds and dosages and year-round use and that kind of thing. And, you know, all for a trophy or all for you know, the quest to get big, that kind of thing. It, it was a good read. You know, I think it'll hit some people that are kind of on the cusp of like, man, should I, should I, should I keep gearing the way I'm doing or should I find a smarter, better way to do it? And then a lot of people, I think it's going to fall on deaf ears. So. <clears throat> I'm going to go against the grain. I wasn't going to say anything, but I want to add this and, and it's not going to be a popular uh, comment. Um, and, and I was preface it with this. I agree with Dante's opinions and his his approach, and he's trying to save people's health and make sure that they're informed. But ultimately, and I stand by this, I've always stood by this. Ultimately, if you're informed, it's still a personal decision with what you want to do. I, sure. I don't like the trophy part of it because I don't think people train for trophies. I threw that in. I threw that in. Oh, okay. I, 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 I think I, I I was trying to summarize, I guess. Okay, yeah. um, fair enough. But I don't I, mean, I don't think it, he used that, that reference before. Yeah. And yeah. and I understand the point that he's making, but I don't think anybody really does it for trophies it's the process it's the journey it's the it's the lifestyle it's our drive it's making the getting the most out of the time that we're investing and the lifestyle or what we do the passion that we have i'm not saying take all the fucking gear and be stupid and do but everybody makes these personal decisions whether you're jumping out of a plane uh racing your motorcycle down down the street at 160 miles an hour or whatever the fuck you're doing in the end, if you're informed and you're going to make these decisions, I don't like to sit back. And I'm not saying he's doing this. I just want to be clear on this. Yeah. I don't want to sit back and judge people for making the decisions that they're doing. If they do want to run, take, you know, higher doses, uh, if they don't check their blood. Some people don't want to check their blood work literally because they just don't want to know. <laughs> it's like going through all these heart 
uh, MRIs on your heart and all these cardio cardiological things. That's great. But some people just don't want to know if they got some shit wrong with them. And other people will see that as stupid while other people don't want to know what they're ultimately potentially going to die from when they're 60 years old. I'll leave it at that. And some people are going to think that's stupid. That's fine. I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but I can empathize with people really not, maybe not wanting to know what their passion is going to end up costing them or they know and they just don't want to be reminded of it because they're not going to change what they're doing anyway because that's what they want to do. I, I think his um, point of view comes from a place of he's just over the last 15, 20 years has gotten so many messages from people. Hey, fix me. Help me no, fix this. No question. No, you question. know what I mean? I, I don't think there's no. anyone out there. Doctors who get more messages like, hey, my I'm in stage four kidney failure. And sure. I've got this. And, and you know what I mean? And I think he's just tired of beating a dead horse about it mm-hmm. uh, because he tries to put out. I think, you know, when he started his Instagram five or six years ago, he started putting out like supplement advice and like, this will help lower this. This will help fix that. Like you should be taking this every day if you're a guy that's doing, you know, trying to become a professional bodybuilder. And um, so I think his stuff is just coming from a place of, look, there's no way you don't know at this point what the negatives can be. It's I'm kind of tired of trying to fix people. Mm -hmm. I could see that too. Yeah, I could see that. And I I guess, you know, I think even at the, no matter who it is at the end of the day, it's like it is all fun and games until something really bad happens. And then you're like, oh, shit, maybe if I hadn't have done all of X, Y and Z, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I wouldn't be here now. You know, fix me. I could see how mm-hmm. no matter what. But at the same time, you know, that the other side of that thing, I do. I do dislike that the when people say that term plastic trophy. Yeah, you know? I, I shouldn't have used that word. He did not use that word. Yeah. I, I was trying to I, kind you of hear summarize. It though? Like, a, and I, yeah, and I, I've heard it too, though. And That's I get what thing. you yeah. mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean by it. And yeah, like it just made me think that because I hear people say that and it's like, and I know for none of the three of us, like, you know, Andrew, you didn't, you know, you didn't do any of this to get your pro card. I mean, that's cool. That's a part of it. Right. And it's a really yeah. fucking cool thing. Like ultimate cool. But like none of us, you know, did it for a trophy, you know? Yeah. No, you're right. Because yeah. I hear people say that, you know, and, and, and not us, you know, people who are I, like I, people who like bash bodybuilding more so. Well, where they're I, like, I hear people who got into the sport and after three years, they realized that it was hard. And these are people probably who had great genetics, but they realized, oh, like it's still going to take years to get to where I want to go. Yeah. And they've now got burnt out from it. They can't eat the six meals a day. They can't stick to a gym regimen. They can't. And we're not talking about the drugs. They just can't do all this other stuff. And they say, oh, I'm not going to commit my body to this, 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 just to try to get a plastic trophy. Right. When it's yeah. Like, no, yeah. you really can't do A, B, and C. The, the D, the gear, that's the easy stuff that you know you can do. You're just using that as a scapegoat of why exactly. you're, you're trying to be healthy now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I've noticed too that um, it's interesting. I've I've worked with people. I don't know how I want to put this because I, I don't know how it'll make me look yet until, until I say it. Um, but I've worked with people who um, haven't been very health conscious, um, and and then they're and they have run gear, and you know we start working together. And when they start seeing like really good results because they hadn't known how to do that before, then they start getting like really concerned. Like, oh man, should I be doing all of this? I think, well, we're doing 500 tests, so it's not really a lot. Yeah. But like, you know, when you start seeing results you've never seen before, then I think I think lately, especially people are equating that with like, oh, shit, this is also yeah. equally as bad on my heart. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot more of that, like a lot more. I think a lot more people that are focused, like in some of it's healthy, I think, 
but mm-hmm. the health aspect of bodybuilding. I think that I think that we'll have a lot less people doing it in the next couple of years now because of all the deaths that we've had and all the all the issues that we've heard of. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I've heard I watched a video from Kali Muscle. And he was saying, like, we need to end bodybuilding. And I had a heart I attack. Saw. And, you know, it's like he, he just was telling us that, like, bodybuilding is this terrible, terrible thing. And there's he's not alone. You know, there's a lot of people out there like that. He's not alone, but he also achieved what so many people aspire to be. So mm-hmm. there is probably a little bit of resentment from the people who are kind of like, you know what? You knew what the risk. Did you not know what the risks were when you were doing everything you were doing to get to that side? Not even just the gear, but the eating, the actual, mm-hmm. just the size that you're carrying, and that sort. Then all of a sudden, oh well, now it's shitty. And, and so you know, I take issue with things like that. I respect the fact that that's his opinion. He probably has regrets. There are going to be people who will do shit for a long and they won't have those regrets. I know, yeah. you, you know, that may seem like to some people like, well, of course they will. No, there are people who won't have their regrets. They're they're locked into it. They accept it. They understand it backwards and forwards. And you know what? We're all going to die of something. I'm not hmm. saying that I'm subscribing to this. All I'm saying is you're going to die of something at some point. And it's, there are people who are making these informed and they're like, this is this is what I'm doing. I don't do anything else. I don't do all the other crazy shit. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do recreational drugs. I don't li- live life with, th- with this huge risk. But this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, we got way off there, didn't we? I know we did. I'm sorry. It's good. No, no, it's good. I took Scott right along with me, though. <laughs> you sure did. If we don't get through all of them, we don't get through all of them. Um, oh, look at that. Do you guys, does, does somebody watching a TV, I have to ask? Not me. Wait. Hold on. Not me. I think you can see my TV back there. It's off. I didn't know if somebody was in the other room. No, I have nobody here. I hate that. You know, Rachel has to put up with us every time we do this show. <laughs> now, if you hear a train or if you hear sirens, I'm very, very urban here. I'm looking down on West Palm right now. So... It is what six fifteen on a Wednesday, but Rachel has to put up with us every time we do this show. Wednesday, housewives. Does she? Does she hate us for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's, My wife isn't even uh, home. She's like, no, I'm, honestly, I'm go we don't we don't watch TV until like we get in bed at nine o'clock. But we read every night from like as soon as we get from back from the gym until till like nine o'clock. So, yeah. So I'm surprised she's not reading right now. Oh, somebody's not getting laid tonight, Skip. That's yeah, all I gotta no say. Kidding. Tonight, well, goddamn, she's in prep. Okay, like. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit! We all know what that means. We should talk about TV shows sometimes. Uh, at some point, I'd like to. Hear oh, dude, I could go off on TV shows. Okay, we should do that if we have time. We should make. Well, we should make time for that. Um, Dankster. The OG says, uh, currently my favorite bodybuilding podcast. Not a question, it's just a comment. I really appreciate the content you provide. Thanks and happy Friday. Thanks for watching, brother. Uh, what else do we have here? Robert Scott, question for the next show. I'm in a body transformation contest with some mates. He must be from the UK. Uh, assuming I come in shredded, which I will, I play to win. Are there any little tricks I can use to look even better in the photo? Uh, it's just a friendly comp, so nothing nasty like Lasix or whatever, but sodium manipulation, over-the-counter diuretics or whatever uh, are all cool. Thanks. Get lean and Did shit. You get, 
Yeah, yes, do the work. Yeah, <laughs> Have you guys, um, do you guys remember, uh, it was the documentary, what, what was Mark Bell's brother's name? Um, you know, there's three Bell brothers, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, one I of them made One of them made a documentary about, oh, it's called Bigger, Faster, Stronger. Oh, that's, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, so do you remember he did a photo shoot where he did the before and after in the same day. Oh and yeah, yeah. Remember he was he was hairy. They told him like stick your gut out. He was he wasn't tan, and they're like think like something sad, like your cat just died or something. Or and so Aww. he looks like you know just letting it all hang out. And then they they shave him, spray tan him. They just kind of put a little bit of lines here in the abs, and yep. then they like you know have him pull it in, get his chest out, and they're like, all right, like you just hit the lottery, like you're the man. And like literally, like it looked like a before and after, like an eight week transformation that they did <laughs> two hours apart. Yeah. So maybe watch that DVD and maybe pick up a few tips from that in terms of the spray tan, where to put the lines to make it look like you're a little more cut than you are. I will say that a tan definitely makes a difference. You yeah. know. Oh yeah. Like even if he, he, I would say definitely a tan. And, and what, shave. A, what about some water manipulation? You know, just to drop that extra few pounds at the end. How lean is he? I mean, if he's not lean, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Right. Like, like if he's not like you know a good three weeks outlook, it's really not going to make that much of a difference. You know, I hate it when people are like, "Hey, I got this photo shoot I want to do," and they're in the off season. They're like, "What can we do to peak me?" And I'm like, "Peak you? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, like go yeah. get a tan." You know, yeah. like, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I don't like to do salt manipulation hardly at all. No, I, I don't anymore. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think that's an antiquated thing from the past that um, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like it always just yielded either a flat look or you couldn't get it just right when you tried to add sodium back in. So then it had a spilled yep. mm-hmm. look. So, yeah, me personally, I don't play with sodium. So I would keep your electrolytes, your condiments, all the stuff you're using throughout the week. I'd keep those the same. I would maybe increase your water starting maybe six, seven days out from the event and then uh, maybe cut it back by 20 to 30% the day before. Yeah. And yeah nothing maybe, crazy. Just a, like a little push, you know? Yeah. But don't use diuretics guys. Like it's, it, yeah. it, that won't make a difference in your look at all. I think just like Skip said, do the work, get peeled. And that's going to be what's going to separate you. Yeah. I've seen it before where there'll be a bodybuilder who works at an office and then he'll come in and just like smash a fat loss competition where like, oh, yeah. You yeah. know, he's like, you know, 280 in the off season. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing a contest prep anyway. Yeah. And we're doing yeah. this office transformation. And, you know, there's these chicks and they're, you know, all they're all like walking after work. And I'm like running DMP and, you know, <laughs> guy, you know, makes heavy weight or whatever and drops like 70 pounds. And yeah. well, it's the equivalent, if I'm being fair, and I don't know that this guy's doing it, so I'm not bashing him. But it's the equivalent of going into a novice nas- national or natural <laughs> show when you're loaded to the. It's like let your office people have their competition. Yeah. I mean, someone can benefit from that far yeah. more than somebody yeah. who's in prep. I mean, come on, what are you going to do? Stand there and jump up and down and you know yeah. feel proud of yourself? I mean, you beat yeah. a bunch of you know <laughs> soccer moms like, and yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, speech. In your face, Gertrude. <laughs> now let's assume. Let's, let's assume though that he's that he's not a bodybuilder. He's never competed. He's yeah. he's just you know a, a regular listener. He's gotten into bodybuilding recently, and yeah. this is his first competition of any type. You know, in that case, go for it. Get lean, sure. get peeled, do your thing. But if you are a bodybuilder and you've done several shows, it sounds like he hasn't. This, this guy hasn't because he yeah, doesn't know about like water manipulation. You know, 
Yeah. We have a no, lot good of point. Yeah, there are people point. that like that watch the show that are just interested. You know what I mean? Like they've never competed in stuff. They're just they're picking up. Oh, I got tits. tons of people in my gym that that say that they watch the show and, oh, no and they've never competed and never yeah yeah. Shout out to I'd Andrew's find out people. where he works and we'll just go get his coworkers and and each one of us will take one of his coworkers. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Smoke his ass. So really, really, it'll just be a competition between us three. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That'd be fun. Let's do it. Um, okay, is this the next one? It might be. Let's see. Question for the next show: How about first Anivar only cycle? Can't do test E because I have eight weeks, including PCT. Plan on running Anivar for six weeks, twenty milligrams, and then from third week use. Uh, 500 IU HCG three times a week to maintain natural test. Seventh and eighth week, Clomid um, wants to lean out. So want to lean out. So Clen also during PCT uh, just for a mild anabolic effect. Nobody takes Clen for the mild anabolic effect. Come on yeah. now. I, I used a reference last last show, didn't I? About I um, so. you did, yeah, that was good too. What we were talking talking about? Uh, I can't. What was the other drug we were talking about? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't recall. But anyway, Clen in some research paper has a mild read, very mild, in italics and soft print, anabolic effect. Okay, but yeah. it's not a driver. It's not a driver of growth. Right. Oh, I think it was. It wasn't albuterol. Uh, no, no. I think it was a question about testosterone fat loss. That's what it was. Yeah, it was. It was. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, and I used the reference. Was. I was like, yeah, using testosterone for fat loss is like mm -hmm. using clenbuterol for muscle gain. And I think that holds up pretty well. I do have I, I a – I remember I have a friend years back, uh, muscular dystrophy, uh, fascioscapial humeral muscular dystrophy. So like all through the, the neck and the shoulders was where it affects him the most. They gave him a prescription for albuterol that mm -hmm. they they all I guess there there there's testing there were studies on it. I remember looking at that stuff to show an anti catabolic effect. But really in the real world for guys that are gaining any kind of muscle, I'm with you, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they they won't write prescriptions to him for IGF or growth or anything. So there's that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and going back to this question, I don't really know. I mean, his question is how about first Anivar suck. I don't know if he's asking us if we agree that I don't understand can't do test E because I have eight weeks including PCT. I guess I don't understand what that means. Um, very to me, very complicated um, basic setup he's got going here with you know HCG and then throwing in Clomid and Clen PCT. I, you know, I, I'm not going to say not do it. It just it seems like it, it's overcomplicated here. Well, let me try to. I think let me try to make it a little bit easier. For, well, first off, I think we have a bigger question. Like, why is this an eight week thing? Eight, eight weeks only thing. Why can't you run yeah. testosterone? But but more importantly, okay. So what he's asking is, can I just run uh, Anivar at 20 milligrams a day, right? And then he wants to add an HCG because the Anivar is going to have a HBTA suppression effect on his natural testosterone. So he wants to try to maintain his natural testosterone levels mm -hmm. on some level while running 20 milligrams of Anivar. And then he wants to start a PCT for that, which, okay, so if you're just going to run the Anivar, I think 20 milligrams of Anivar is like taking nothing, honestly, unless this is a girl. No, yeah. no this is a guy. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think running 20 megs of Anivar is even worth doing, honestly. 
um, I would run at least 50, if not 100, especially if you're going to, you know, if you're trying to like stop the um, natural testosterone suppression. And then I probably wouldn't even run a PCT. I, I don't think, I don't think, I just don't think you're going to need it really. Well, and let's touch on the Clomid and the HCG. First, if you, I'm, look, I don't know how you guys look at it, but I always have said this and I still believe this. If you're going to run HCG to keep yourself online, you run it the entire time. Yeah. And why do you need then Clomid? To jumpstart when you're on HCG to keep yourself online anyway, to me, it seems uh, redundant. It seems it's kind of like tick one. Um, in the clan, I, I I mean, neither here nor there. If you want clan to be leaner or whatever else, cool. Um, but you're not going to gain a bunch of, it's not like you're going to gain a bunch of body fat from the, you're not going to gain a bunch of weight, I guess, from the Anavar, 20 milligrams, excuse me. <clears throat> I normally mute my mic when I do I, that. I, I feel like you're no, going to you look don't. the same at the end of this cycle. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like I hate to be hard on the guy, but and I think also the people uh, a lot of times add the clomid in when also running HCG because of the mild um, anti-estrogenic effect. I think they think they're imparting with it. Um, I agree. I don't think it's needed. But let me ask you this: Is, Isn't the clomid going to send his testosterone levels higher than anything twenty milligrams? So of Anavar I was just going to yes. So that's where I was going. Sounds like like run the clomid for eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, run fifty megs of clomid a day, and I think yeah. you're probably going to do better with na- uh, increase in natural production. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Twenty milligrams of clomid, I don't think is going to do. Or excuse me, uh, Anavar, I don't think that's going to do too much. Maybe you know what though, people. I think so. There's like for, for performance, you know maybe you're going to be stronger, you know, if for athletes and the, you know, say like a track athlete, if they take 20 milligrams of Anavar, they're probably going to be faster or a football player or an MMA fighter. But for growing actual, like laying down new tissue, we need to really push that up higher. I would say personally, my suggestion, if I were to set that up would be 50 and I just run, I'd run that and I would run a PCT, but Andrew, I'd do it you know, you probably could get away without it, but I would do it just to be safe kind of thing. And, and I would run it for just a couple of weeks, you know, mm-hmm. just like six weeks Anavar, two weeks Clomid, call it good. Whatever happens, happens. But what are you going to really get from that? I don't think you're going to get a lot. I don't think you're, I don't think that people will like really notice. Like yeah. if he's thinking he's going to go on vacation in eight weeks and he's going to like look noticeably different. I think his best bet would be to just lose fat then, you know, just run the clen for the next That's what week, I was saying. You know? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. I'm Maybe more information as to why you only have eight weeks, including the PCT, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what, like a six-week cycle? And then, yeah, I guess we just need more information. But I don't think the approach is – it's not definitely you're, – you're not going to walk away. People aren't going to be like, oh, dude, what are you blasting right now? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see. Okay, this is an acne question. My skin is awful, either on blast or cruise. I always have bad skin issues. Lots of breaking out everywhere from uh, with my back being the worst. I've always had genetically bad skin due to natural endocrine uh, distinction. And disruption, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's what he meant. Disruption. And nothing I've done has helped. I'm reluctant to get on Accutane or similar drugs, but nothing uh, but running out of options here. Any tips? Before running Accutane, always run B5 first to see if that's going to help. <clears throat> and I know that that's a very basic recommendation, but a lot of times people who are on the fence about running Accutane uh, can get a good response from running 
B5 at, you know, 4,000 milligrams a day. Sometimes you have to take it up to 5,000, but it'll cut the sebum, which is the oil that your skin produces. It, it cuts the production. And ultimately, acne doesn't typically come from the top down. It's not necessarily from dirty skin or clogged pores. It comes from underneath, from the deep layers of the, what is it, dermis. Uh, so yeah, it can help a lot of times, but I would, and sometimes it won't, but it's always good to do that first. Number one, it's cheap. Number two, it's, it's a water-soluble vitamin versus Accutane, which is, um, you know, quite hepatoxic. So I always try that route first. I know, Andrew, you've spoken about something before, too, I think, a, a protocol that you had, I think. Yeah, it involves a compound called um, RU51481, also known as Anagen, I believe. Or maybe that's the company that sells it. But it's um, it's been studied as a, as a topical antiandrogen for both acne and um, hair uh, restoration. And it, you know, the protocol I send to clients, I think it works pretty well, especially more so for the hair I find. Um, and it's also uh, pulled some things from, uh, Scott's protocol. I think that, uh, he's put on either YouTube or has discussed in the past, but, but yeah, it, it just comes, um, there's research that people want to type. If they, if they Googled like, are you hyphen like four, one, five, I think it'll it'll just you'll you'll find all the articles and stuff like not that. Not RU four eighty six, just for the record. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, yeah, and you know what, Matt Matt Sharp mentioned uh, diet. I think that that could be something to look into too. Like you know, are you drinking a lot of dairy and you have you know an allergy to that? I've seen I've seen that happen with people. You know where. They get it like, you know, somebody starts working with you and they haven't had a real consistent diet. And now you move them to all clean foods and they're a few weeks in and they're like, oh, and my skin's getting a lot better. You know, I find also fruits and vegetables, um, yeah. you know, someone that's not getting a good dose of fruit and vegetables or even adding like a greens drink with a lot of you know, a fruits and greens drink. Yes. I find that helps people. But also with the acne, I do find it's never like the one thing you can send everybody or it's not yeah. the exact same reason, you know, women versus men versus you know, um, different types of acne, whether it's from steroid cycles or from hormone dysfunction when they're natural. There, I, th I find there's just so many different reasons. So you really got to dive in, try something, see if it works for three or four weeks. If that's not working, try a different protocol and kind of move on from there. But I do think um, the B5 is, is definitely a good place to start. That's where I always start. Nate Spears with us. Said uh, back to that that previous question. He said, "I feel mm -hmm. like most people feel like shit on Glomid. Glomid never made me feel good." Do you see Everybody things when you're on it? And clone it until, yeah. <laughs> until they... <laughs> yeah, it's like, how can I say this? But Andrew covered it. <laughs> then all Did of a you sudden, know? it's like, yeah, this is good. This is Did good. you know that GNC, I'll live with it. when I used to work there like 15 or 20, 25 years ago, sold a product called Ejaculoid? I've heard of that product, like really? made fun of on radio. It was shows. called Ejaculoid. And so like whenever we had the manager that was like super uptight, this female, like we'd like tell this guy like, oh, this is the product you want. Go bring it up to the desk and be like, ask her questions about it. And so we just sit back and just be like, let's have her describe what this product does. <laughs> oh, my God. Back to Clomid. Do you guys, if you've ever taken it, do you ever, do you ever like see things on it? Yes. Yes. Like. Tracers, so hard not like elephants like, or, you know. No. Oh, like, okay. Because like, I was like, what like, are you talking about? 
like things just kind of like move out of your peripheral and you're like you look right. in and you're like it's not there it's not like anything in particular it's not big puffy animals or you know it's it's not even like poppers or it's just like i saw like air moving i would get tracers from it like later at night before bed i would notice it i remember yep. opening the refrigerator and like looking at the light and being like oh wow that's that's yeah the, that's the clomid there's yeah. uh you know uh, estrogen receptors in your eyes that it's connecting to and it can actually permanently damage yeah. them too so i did not know that yeah um what else do we got here god I'm, there's a yogurt joke here but i'm just not gonna <laughs> say <laughs> i'm i'm just i'm mature i'm professional read you the are. next question hurry Hurry. Devin, hey, I am currently doing 125 milligrams of test and hundo deca every five days. How long do you think I can stay on this protocol? I used to do just one milliliter of test a week, but still got acne on my back pretty bad. Another acne questionnaire. Acne seems to be going away since I started the test deca. Every time in the past, whenever I blasted anything in high amounts, I would get terrible cystic acne on my back, and I'm 43 years old. Skin was really good until I started using Test two years ago. Hmm. So he's using, like, DECA as his acne cure. Okay, but skin was well, really good until I started using testosterone two years ago, so it seems contradictory. Yeah. Here, here's what I think. Let me summarize real quick. So he had great skin his whole life. He started adding in PEDs. And I think we've all touched on this before. I've noticed that when clients go off of the gear, when the levels are coming down, that's when they start to see a lot of the acne. So I think he's got this transition period where he's cruising for eight, 10 weeks. And then by the time he starts bumping his gear back up eight, 10, 12 weeks later, his body's actually more in normalcy because the levels of androgens have not built up yet. And then he's okay for a little while until he's not again. I'm yeah. thinking probably what's happening because I see it myself all the time, not on myself, but with clients. Yeah. I see that. I could see that as being a thing. Yeah, And he's asking how long he can do that. That's just a very difficult question to answer because you can do it as long as you want to do it. The question is, what is it doing to your blood markers? How's it making you feel blood pressure? Uh, you know, kidney values, things like that. There's just so much there. The dosing isn't terribly high. What is that? 125, so 250 every 10 days with 200 milligrams a deca. I mean, this is not, this is very conservative. I, I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, run it for five years. I mean, run it for two years, run it for six months. It's just, we can't really say, you know, how, how long to run it. Kind of reminds me, I've read this post today of this woman who's 127 years old and she started smoking at 21 and she quit at like 95 only Holy because shit. she was embarrassed. Well, she, she only out of embarrassment because she got tired of asking people to help her light her cigarettes because she was like 90% blind at that point. Yeah. I don't know why. It just made me think like, how long can you do something? It's like, well, she's 127 and she got 70, 80 years of smoking in and she quit 40 fucking years ago and she's still kicking. You know? 127? Yeah. I didn't know we were living that. 123 long or 127, something like Holy that. She's shit. the oldest person that's ever lived uh, a chronological life. Yep. Holy shit! Yep. It's Damn. gonna be like twice as long as me and Skip live. That's like two. That's like you and me put together, Skip. Twice. I'm just trying to get to Monday. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. UC Suma's got one for us. Um, he says leg press machines that have pins to load plates, both uh, wide and low and narrow and high are there advantages to how you load for example 
are six plates per side on the low pins hitting the quads the same way three plates high and three plates low. Oh, I see. oh so like like the hammer strength leg press has like yeah. two different arm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it makes a difference at all no. because how many times have you been lazy and you just put like five plates on this side and two or three on that side and done your leg press because you know, you're training calves or something like that. And yeah. the weight feels evenly distributed. Yeah. The yeah. carriage weighs the same, no matter where the weight is loaded on the carriage. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's the whole, you're just making the weight of that track or the weight of that carriage on the yeah. track. So it's yeah. going to, if you loaded 10 plates on one side, yeah. assuming the machine still, doesn't dump over. The, yeah, for, for the first part. I don't part, think I he's th- asking per side. He's saying the low versus the high. I mean, I yeah. get what no, you're no. saying with the left to the right. It's still it's the same. Fixed, I always trip people out with that. If it's a fixed machine, it doesn't matter if you load three yeah. on one side and one on the other. It doesn't matter. But sometimes it'll fuck people up. They're like, why are you doing that? Do you have a leg that's stronger? No, nah, I just like to fuck with people. <laughs> I thought he was talking about like if Prime were to invent a leg press like they do with their ham curls and their 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 leg extensions with the three different places you can put the plates that change where the force uh where the strength right. of the curve is I, I thought it was like i was like wow i've never seen a leg press that does that but yeah i think he's just yeah, talking if it's about- a lever system or if it's a, le- a machine based on a lever system then it's completely yeah. different yeah my leg press does the, the it's the nautilus leg press if i had a picture it's literally right out there but to show you i'd have to pick the camera up but it's um it's interesting because the top of it is on a hinge and the bottom of it is on a track. So as the track comes down, it'd be like, I'm gonna use this magazine as an example here. As it comes down, it goes like this, like the the bottom comes out. So when you, yeah. it, it okay. goes like that. So if you load the bottom pins, they uh, travel further than the top pins do. And for that reason, you know, you're they're moving further through space, but. Okay. Nobody has that machine, so it doesn't matter. Huh. Great show, guys. Quick question. Waking up in the middle of the night with calf pumps so much. Uh, so, cramps. Oh, cramps. cramps. So much so that my ankles lock up. And he's dieting, too. He's like a month into a contest prep, he said. But he's like still probably like 12 weeks out, at least 16. First question is, is he using Clinton? Because right. I think all of us have been woken up in the middle of the night with a hamstring or an adductor or a uh, calf cramp or Spartorious. whatever. Spartorious? Oh, fuck my oh. life. It's Andrew. the worst. I, I, know, I know. I know. You did it? One of those cables on a bridge, <laughs> on you a know what suspension I'm talking about? bridge, and you're It's because I got to think, Scott. It's because I got to think. So no matter what, <laughs> as intelligent as I might sound sometimes, I still like when, when there's things that are like, separated by like an a b or an a d yeah yeah brain i still have to look at at the machine and say you know what i mean and like even though i'm sounding it out wrong i hear no 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 but i think like people just do that but i was yeah it was do you remember skip when i asked the question do you pronounce it adductors or adductors oh yeah yeah and andrew was like i always say adductors i was like damn i thought i heard him say it one time until it's like six months ago but i admitted i admitted when i had to think about it (laughs) yeah talking about adductors yeah exactly that's funny. I just I hadn't heard it since, so it was like yeah, to me it was like I, I heard these little I, bells going. I almost on. I feel like I have to do it on purpose because I looked right at you to see if you'd be like. Oh. Did you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch that part. So I'm if sorry. it is Glenn, then obviously it's it, it, first. Your first move is touring. If you're counting, let me ask you a question. I got a question for you guys based on this. Yeah. 
does and I don't know the answer to this. Well, I think I do, but I, I don't have anything solid to back it up. First, anything that involves a cramp is a, is an electrolyte imbalance. But when you have cramps on Clen, yeah. is it due to the low taurine content, the depletion of taurine, or does the low taurine immediately impact electrolyte balance? I would say it has to impact electrolyte imbalance. And then when you put the taurine back in, it it helps to balance. But the, here's the thing. When you put taurine in when you're cramping, it immediately will stop it. So mm -hmm. that's what tends to make me think that they're no, think separate. It's, it's not necessarily an electrolyte yeah. issue. I think it's separate. I think it's separate. Okay. Right. For instance, because I'd go with that. So, yeah, well, for instance, like when you're using, um, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, what is it? There's a supplement when you use it, it depletes taurine levels from your heart. Um, man, I'm blanking. It'll come. It'll pop up in five minutes. Oh, no, yeah. I know where you're going. I know where you're going yeah. with this. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I can't remember. Help me either. out if you can think of it. But, yeah. Yeah. And it specifically depletes taurine and it has to do with the contraction, contractile um, ability of the heart. So. Man, God, I Dude, I know, man. I'm right. This with is embarrassing. You. We just we just <laughs> talked about this not too long ago. I thought. Yeah, I know. It, I like to think it's because I'm so smart and I filled my head with so much knowledge that I forget things because right. I have to move some of it out, right? But, yeah. Exactly. Uh, not everything can I've just, be contained. I've just been smoking too much weed, guys. I'm an that's, idiot. That's why Scott's the Scott Stevenson's the smart one because yes. he does all this, but then he remembers everything. He, re too. he, re he, he retains, retains it all. It. He does he too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I think we agree, right? Like if you're using Clen, Torin's your first move. Try three grams powder first thing in the morning. You'll be covered for at least a day. Um, I would also look at your electrolytes in general. You know, are you not getting enough magnesium, potassium, sodium? You know, all the all the stuff that we normally think of besides just sodium, right? You know, because you do need that balance with the cations and anions. So I would look at, um, you know, electrolytes in general. Um, and then what was the other thing? I think that was it. How about overtraining? You're yeah. depleting and you're so fucking depleted. I know I've been there. That's the only reason I And your calves? You, yeah, well, and that's a good point too, but I just Hamstrings, yes. Yeah, I guess you're right. Calves tend to because they're lower, but I mean to the point where he's locking up. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the first cramps I have are especially if I'm on clan, are in my neck and in the side of my head, my jaw muscles within yeah, I get two them minutes the jaw. lying down. I get right here. I get right yeah, here. Do you? Horrible. I get and then in the night, back of my neck, and I have to get, get immediately get out of bed and go. Oh shit! I missed my taurine for. Listen, I've taken <laughs> one time. I tried this new product of Clen, and we were going out to eat. I don't know why I took it. I think I just wanted to be like, oh, let me see if it if I feel anything on it. You know, this is like 15, 20 years ago. So we go to a restaurant, and by the time I get there, my whole body and I thought I took forty mic forty mics. Oh yeah, my whole body was like locked up. I was laying on the parking lot, rolling around, stretching like on the dead ass dirt and like looking so embarrassing to Rachel that she, you know, she's going to get me water and we're trying to find salt packets and stuff like that. Um, so sometimes I, my, where I'm going with this is maybe it's an overdose clean product that, and I find that sometimes with these liquid preparations, you, you're probably getting something that's either over or underdose, probably more yeah. overdose because cleanse sure. so cheap to produce that no one's trying to shortchange you on, on that aspect. So, you know, if you think you're taking 50 mics, you might be taking 80, a hundred, and that might just be too much for you at this point. Um, I had a question. You guys ever try uh, quinine for cranks? Yeah, we used to use quinine all the time back in the day. In fact, I brought this up the other day. It was pre AMP or scintillator. 
Now with the advent of scintillator, because so many people use it, it kind of, not on purpose, but it kind of replaced the use of quinine because it keeps you, even if it doesn't make you more vascular for the, and 90% of people will get more vascular on it, but even for those who don't, they still should take it because it helps you so that you don't have any type of cramping issues, you know, on stage or the day of the show. But quinine sulfate was used, I mean, it was a staple was it? back in mm-hmm. the early 2000s. Oh yeah, it, it, it was... It was uh, it was used as much as AMP is used now, I guess. But for cramping. Yeah, it was used yeah, specifically to prevent cramping. Cramp. Yeah. yeah. So I could never find it, but I know that it's an additive to like soda water or whatever, you know, like like club soda. And so I wanted to do an experiment to see if it would work and I bought a bottle of uh, club soda and put it next to my bed and I knew while I was in prep I always got cramps and and I think part of it was just my hydration would be off from working at the pop company all day sweating 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 training 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 I couldn't keep mm-hmm. my fluid balance right and so there would be points that I know I would get a cramp and it would be like a calf cramp or something and I'd wake up and and I knew if I took some salt in or some taurine in I'd fix it but I, I left that there instead and when I woke up and took a chug of it instantly the cramp went away. So yeah. that was my only experience though. They used to have tablets back back in the day, huh? Yeah, that's what we used, yeah. yeah. In fact, I don't know what the dosing, you know, how much would be in soda, um, club soda. I'm not sure how it would relate, but we always used capsules, tablets, yeah. capsules. Yeah. Hmm. Um, One of these episodes, I want, uh, I want Skip to go over A&P usage. It's something I've never used. I think I've used it myself, but not in like a prep situation. I would love to learn oh, more about it. Adenosine monophosphate. I haven't used it. Yeah, no, it I know what it is. And I've, you know, I know where you can buy it from and everything. I've just, yeah. you know, I've just never, never used it. I haven't used it either. You want to, I mean, we've got a ton of questions, but why don't you tell us about it, Skip? We, we talked about it a long time ago, but it's, you know, it was before yeah. Andrew's day. Yeah, it's um, just essentially, it's just a uh, vasodilator and it's very quick, very strong. Uh, so much so that it's vitally important that you only use it, <clears throat> excuse me, prior to prejudging. Uh, mm-hmm. When they first started using it, people would use a bottle prior to prejudging and then before finals, and they would find people uh, literally passed out with the pen in a God. stall. Yeah, because it's just over, and you don't need it. The, so the, uh, the Go ahead. Does it lower your blood pressure? Like, is that why they it, were passed out? It or? does because of the, yeah, because of the very strong vasodilation. Yeah. So it, they okay. come in 10, <clears throat> 10 mil bottles and a typical dose for someone is two, 200 pounds would be uh, five mil in each glute. And I was saying glute, in the glutes because it's very, very thin. It's like a, essentially like water and it goes in very quickly. So you okay. don't want uh to put that in your quad or it's somewhere where it may show up so you get it in your glutes but sometimes if i mean it's it's strong shit and i always explain to my clients very very clearly that you don't want to have to do anything you don't want to walk upstairs you don't want to do anything because what happens is it hits so quickly that you'll start to breathe you feel like shit if i'm being honest with you for about three four minutes and I mean, it makes you, you have to stand there and focus on your breathing for that three or four minutes until your body adjusts to it. And then you move on and you won't even know that you have taken it and the impact will last you the rest of the day. But it will, it, it hits you very, because sometimes, I mean, it's happened to me where 
it'll hit me before I get the second pin in. And I'm like, oh, fuck my life. Like you're trying to get it in as quickly as you can. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. You don't want to climb stairs. Nothing. Would you take that as a sign, though, that you don't need to do a full like 10 cc's or? Yeah. But here's the thing. Sometimes it will change. Like, I mean, you can some people will take five mil, five mil and they don't get it that impact. I know I have taken five mil. Twice, uh, 10 mil total and half of the times that I've competed I haven't really noticed it then the other times it just hits you it depends on depletion it depends on uh, the okay. food you have in you at that time it depends on so many there's just different factors that can make it more you think pronounced. there'd be like contraindications if you're say like taking Cialis at the same yes. time yeah okay. you have okay. to take that into consideration plus okay. asthma things like that okay. yeah definitely okay. but i will tell you that the large majority or the vast majority not everybody though if you are prone to being like you are vascular and i'm relatively vascular when i'm lean it will just fucking and then you eat and you're like oh my fucking god like i look like a map this is insane and then other people like i say there's 10 15 percent of people who will use it and they are lean enough but they don't they're not naturally real vascular anyway but mm -hmm. even for those people it has that side benefit of giving kind of like that quinine sulfate uh benefit to where it's it it makes it harder for you to cramp it, it mm -hmm. and i don't know what the reason is for that i don't even i can't even tell you to be honest how the quinine does that hmm. but and the other thing too is i have to say that the, and my clients would back me on this rarely rarely do i have a client who will cramp even very minor uh, foot cramp or something like that but nothing like a hamstring or a calf that wants to lock up or anything like that no. um, but most of my clients maybe 60 percent of them will use amp too. I mean, I've used it since 2002. I always laugh and say, honey, uh, I shouldn't have said that, but honey, well, I'll say it this way. Phil knew about AMP because of me, but honey then wanted to play it like he had this secret backstage that he would, and I'm thinking, it's not a secret, bitch, and it wasn't your secret. I told <laughs> Phil that. He learned mm -hmm. that from me, but it was just kind of a funny thing. I'm not picking at him other than to say it, it's yeah. not the secret. A lot of people, I mean, it's used, it's been used for 20 years. Um, yep. what's the, um, yeah. yeah, I looked at it on the Synthetec site probably 40 times when I've gotten yeah. carnitine or something else and yeah. just never pulled the trigger. Cause I don't know why I, I just, I didn't know enough about it. You know? Yeah. yeah I'm looking at it now as 40 right. milligrams per milliliter. And then I, I looked at amino asylum too. They don't, I don't think they have it alone. They have a, a product called stampede that has five milligrams per milliliter, but also has ATP 40. I don't know what that is in, in carnitine at 400 milligrams per milliliter. So it's like a, it's a mix. Maybe it's a patented blend of uh, AMP with like AMP and something else. Maybe it's a patented one that, that they've yeah. created. Yeah. Speaking of which, if it, have you guys ever done the relaxed blend from um, Amino Asylum? No, I'm looking at it right now. It's GABA, Argent, yeah, Arginine, with, Magnesium. I, I started off CNA. low and I took half a CC and within four or five minutes, I felt like this flush of just like Relax. no other word for it, relaxation in my legs and in my huh. whole body. Started with my legs though for some reason, and then so I next day I went up to uh, three quarters of a cc, and then I think I'm up to one cc now. It will just like put you in a not catatonic, but just like a relaxed, like completely relaxed. like I wouldn't drive a car afterwards. Put it that way. Oh huh. wow! 
Yeah, like chilled out, ready to go to bed, some really good sleep afterwards. Mm-hmm. And actually, I did it on the same day I did a cryo session, a cryo freezing session. So I was just like ready to sleep. It felt awesome. So big okay, shout out to that product. What is this again? Yeah, what is this again? So that I. It's the Relax Blend, which has GABA. Some it's an injectable GABA melatonin. Um, are you on the site right now, Scott? I was, and then I saw Doug messaged me, and he's having problems oh, connecting. Um, What's make, the volume on that? Sorry, I completely one cut you off. one one. I'm putting up to one cc in. Okay, so it's not voluminous. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna pull the next question up, and if you guys want to talk about that one. Um, I can disconnect here for a minute and talk to Doug and see what's going on. Cool. Um, get tips for shredding chicken. We'll, we'll jump past that one for now. Um, sugar, low calories. sugar alcohols. Yes. <laughs> um, and how about this one? This would be interesting to hear you guys talk about. Are fat people catabolic less than leaner people? My thought process is, is that they have... Um, all that stored energy, but do fat stores supply amino acids to muscles? I, I don't think it does. Am I right? Thanks, gentlemen. Uh, you guys are freaking awesome. When I heard that question, I was thinking about like like uh, retaining muscle, like how much muscle you can retain when you're fat versus thin. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. kind of where my brain went, but I figured you guys could run with this one. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this kind of reminds me back to... Um, you know, college nutrition classes because we had a dog. Hey, hold on uh, a second. Our- if he's out, let's just talk shit about him for the next ten. Oh, he can still hear us. Fuck that. Go ahead. You know exactly. <laughs> you know. My I think he actually right knew here. you were going to do that. Hear every word you're saying. <laughs> totally set me up. Okay. I bet hook, line, and sinker. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you, I was just going to say it comes down to like the uh, uh, what, what the body's going to use for energy metabolism. Um, you know, in starvation. And, and, and I guess what, what I'm going with this is I have no problem putting people in some, what might, someone might consider like a starvation diet when they have obscene amounts of fat to lose. And I'm talking like people that are, you know, like 400 pounds. Uh, and I've had several people like that because they absolutely do have all that stored energy. Like if the world were to end today or, or all the food stores were to go today, people like us would be dead a lot quicker than, people that are our same weight but carry all that as fat metabolism because the metabolism right. will slow down once they switch to utilizing fat as a fuel source um, fat stores do not supply amino acids to muscle that's nope, the, nope they're different things um, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm gonna probably botch this up a little bit but like early stage once you burn through your carbs you're gonna go through some protein metabolism um, I can't remember exactly how long you're going to lose a little bit of protein, but then eventually you're going to switch to fat metabolism, assuming that you're getting no calories in. And I think that will last for a very long time. Um, I want to say the body will stop operating properly when you have, uh, what is it? When you've depleted like 55% of your body mass, I think it's somewhere around there. I might be off on the numbers a little bit. So my point being though, is that um, I don't think fat people are catabolic less. I think they are, um, they're able to maintain their current muscle mass and burn body fat on a zero calorie diet or a very low calorie diet at the least. Yep. yep I agree. And it's funny because at the same time, there's this, um, I think this misconception that when people are huge, they're carrying uh, a larger amount of body fat that they have to be on an absurdly low caloric intake. 
I think that that can work. And I think over time, obviously that body fat is going to provide all that stored energy. But I can't tell you how many times I've taken people who are, and I'm doing it right now uh, with a guy out of Chicago who is routinely skip loading on three and four meals every week. And he is dropping body fat. I can think of another one um, too, more I think about it who just it routinely will drop three to four pounds every single week, like fucking clockwork. And I can't even remember the last time I changed their diet. I mean, it's been a month, three months, four months. Uh, I, I should also say, I should add to um, one caveat to mine. Like I, I was assuming, um, like I, I'll, I'll drop their calories really, really low. And, and like, we're talking really low, but I will also do these massive refeeds, like sure. probably yep. a skip load style refeed. And I think if you and, do that and, once and a week, the reason that I bring that up is, and I'm glad that you said that too, is I think people have this misconception that because people are so much heavier and they're carrying so much more body fat that they can't do that, that there's no need for that. They, yeah. but there is for well, they have a thyroid too. Exactly, exactly. For that metabolic reset. And it works incredibly well. So can you literally start, you know, you see the um, that TV show with the doctor who puts the people who are 600 pounds on, you know, I don't even know a 1000 calories. And you wonder how the hell they can even handle that hunger. But they can if they can get through the mental component of it and the hormone, uh, you know, the leptin ghrelin issues, they can. There's plenty of stored energy there to provide mm-hmm. them sustenance for a very, very long time. Uh, there are other variables involved, psychological and their addiction to food and and emotional shit and everything else. But from a purely physical standpoint, the body will just sit there and just pack man away fat stores like like their dots and just mm-hmm. keep fucking going and going. Hey Scott. Hey, what's up? Did you guys miss me? I was just kidding about talking shit about you. No, you yeah. weren't. No, you weren't. I know you skip. Like, I want to see Michael Bell has asked how long does it last, Andrew? I think he's referring to that relax blend that I was mentioning. I I mean it lasted until I fell asleep. I mean it was it was super strong for the first ten minutes and then we're just kind of watching a show for thirty or forty minutes and I still felt almost like a body buzz. Um, for huh. that's what I was gonna up. ask if it was more like a like a buzz, like if it was like, Oh shit, this is good shit. It's good. Yeah, no, it's good. Okay. I mean okay. that plus like I don't know if you do any of the THC pens, a little bit of that. Um totally just relax city hmm. all right all right well with that said guys that's all we got for you on this episode and um, we'll be back real soon because we're recording multiple episodes right now next episode we're gonna have doug fruche on so uh, we're gonna talk a bunch about training uh of course go to visit skip at uh, teamskip.com you can reach out to him for coaching there you go to andrew over at bodyberry.com hit me up mcnally diets at gmail.com uh, of course, we've got uh, uh, True Nutrition we, as our title sponsor. Uh, you can uh, check out their supplements, including Team Skip Protein. <laughs> and, uh, you know, go over to supplementsource.ca. Get some good deals over there if you're in Canada. And uh, that's all we got for you guys. We'll see you soon.